Hey y'all, today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. If you're new here, here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, Yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and also hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time we upload. And if you're listening on any of our podcast streaming platforms, be sure to hit that follow button. It does help us go a long way. For all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 14 of Obedience Podcast. It is such a blessing and honor that you clicked on this episode because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me. And that's such an honor. So before we even get started, of course, I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment to bow our heads. Father God, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to get on this platform another day. I want to thank you for every single one of the ears that are listening to this episode now and every viewer that I have right now on YouTube. I thank you for the increase that I have seen in these last few weeks. I thank you for always being there for me in these last few weeks. And Lord, I pray that this episode helps the listeners grow in the area to just rest. I pray that they learn what they need to learn from this episode, and I pray for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you missed last week's episode, I did introduce a brand new segment to the podcast called Highs and Lows. Every single week, I am giving you guys the opportunity to submit any high moments that you want to thank God for and share the good news or any low moments that you have in your life where you will like prayer in those areas. So if you want to submit any of those, you can DM us on the podcast social media pages. I'll be sure to put them on the screen for you right now. Or you can send it to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like for me to share it on the show, I'll share it. So we did get a submission this week. I want to thank you so much for participating. It was from Miss Kendall. God gotcha girl. If y'all don't know, she has a YouTube channel. She is a very loyal subscriber, and I'm so, so thankful for her. But her high this week is that she is getting ready to launch her gift, and I am so excited to see what that is. I will definitely support in any way that I can. So I also have a high this week, of course. I have two highs. First, I want to thank God for allowing me to reach my goal. Last episode, I talked about my goal being 800 subscribers, and to my surprise, totally did not recognize it. When the episode premiered during the chat, I realized not only had I reached 800, I was almost close to 900. So I want to give God a huge shout out for that because I know that it is only through Him that I surpassed that goal, and I'm almost at 900. I think I'm like 20 people away from 900 right now. So if y'all know somebody who has a YouTube, send it to them. Make sure they all subscribe so I can reach my next goal of 900 subscribers. And then, of course, 
The big goal is a thousand, but we have a big God. We know that, right? So I know that he will definitely help me surpass that goal as well. And my next high is I realized I'm filming this on April 9th. And I realized that yesterday made a year since my surgery to remove my dermoid cyst. And I just thank God for keeping me. I haven't had any issues since that surgery. I mean, every now and again, I have a little stomach pain when I stretch, but that's very minute to what it could have been. So I definitely thank God for that and give him all the praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do have a low for this week as well. Two lows, actually. The first low is actually for my family. Over the last week, we've had about three different family members go into the hospital. And I just asked you guys for prayers for my family members. Thank God that one of them has already gotten out of the hospital. So glory to God. And then the second low, I have been having issues getting back into my Bible reading plan. So if y'all don't know, I am reading through the Bible in a year with my good sis, Daily Dale. She has a YouTube channel on here as well. If y'all don't, please go follow her. But we're doing this Bible plan where we are reading through the Bible in a year. And I happen to get 14 days behind. Yes, 14 days. And I got to be honest, a lot of it dealt with getting things ready for the podcast. So now that, you know, I've got the podcast off the ground, I really do want to get back in not being 14 days late on the Bible plan. So y'all pray for me to get back into routine on that. Of course, I will keep y'all updated as time goes on to see where I'm at with that. But remember, if you guys do want to submit your own highs and lows, you always can. I'll put the information on the screen where you can submit those. Remember, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and also our email account. We are always accepting highs and lows. And remember, if you don't want it to be shown on the show or shared on the show, just let me know. I'll keep it private and I'll keep you in my prayers privately. But that is all that I have for this week high and low moment. So let's go ahead and jump into the Bible Geek section. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the word for this week. So last week, we talked about two different types of stillness. First being the stillness of being still and not moving in haste, covering the story of the golden calf. And then the second being be still and sit at God's feet, covering the story of Mary and Martha. And last week, I told y'all to be prepared to get your hearts and minds in agreement for being still and resting. Yes, rest. Y'all know, y'all know that famous word that is so hard to do, rest. So as a verb, rest is defined as to cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. Now, I want y'all to do me a favor. I want y'all to think back. When was the last time that you took an entire day to sit and do absolutely nothing? And yes, that includes ministry for everyone out there who has a ministry. When was the last time that you really sat and did nothing for an entire day? To be honest, it's been a minute for me to be completely honest, open and transparent. Even if I don't work an entire day, I'm at least working 30 minutes to an hour every single day. And my grandma, she always talks about me, y'all, because if I'm sitting in the den with her and my mama watching TV, my laptop is on my lap and I'm doing some kind of work for the ministry. And I honestly do need a better work ministry life balance, but I really do enjoy my ministry. But I know that it's so important to rest. And I've learned more about the importance of rest 
through the study for this episode because I realized that God actually went up for rest. Like he was so here for rest. The first rest that we see in the Bible actually happens in Genesis chapter two. Yes, the second chapter of the Bible. So he didn't waste any time letting us know that rest was his thing. So in Genesis two and two, it says, On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God himself created the entire world with all the things in it. And then once he was complete with all of his tasks, he decided to rest and not work. And he also highlighted this day in the Bible, and he didn't just skip over it. He highlighted that he actually took a rest. Now, y'all have to remember that God is very intentional. So he highlighted this for a reason. God set an example up of how we should live our lives from the very start. And there has to be a balance between work and rest. There just has to be a balance. And rest is so hard for many people. I know for myself, it's so hard. And some people even feel guilty when they don't rest. Some people are like, why am I sitting here on this couch? I got stuff to do. I got a checklist. I could be doing that stuff instead of laying here on that couch. But the example that God provided for us in Genesis chapter 2 of rest lets us know that laying on the couch is just as important as getting things done. And if many of us would just take that into our brain and live that thing out, the different things in our lives would go a lot smoother. And God actually believed rest to be so important that he declared an entire day to be set aside for his people to just rest. He called that day the Sabbath. Now, Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 10 reads, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. Now, in this study, I don't want to highlight the rest that we all know, you know, relaxing, recuperating, laying down, taking a nap. I don't want to talk about that rest. I want to highlight the significance of rest and how it correlates to trust in God. That's what I want to get into for this study. So for those of you who have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 16. So first, I want to talk about Sabbath and how it's celebrated in the Jewish religion. Just a disclaimer, your girl is not a part of the Jewish religion. So there may be some things that I skip over or exclude. Trust me, it's not out of disrespect. It's just out of a lack of knowledge. So if you happen to be watching this and you are a part of the Jewish knowledge, please educate me down below in the comments. I am ready and willing to learn. Trust me. So Sabbath is actually the Hebrew word for Saturday. So in the Jewish religion, this day is actually referred to as Shabbat. This day starts at sunset on Friday until sunset on Saturday, hence the Hebrew word Sabbath. So during this day, the people of the Jewish religion do exactly what God relayed through Moses in Exodus 20 in verse 10, where it says, you must not do any work. And these people have tons of definition for what work is I actually did a little research on this to see exactly what work was considered for the Jewish religion and they have tons of definitions for this word work I'll display if you're watching on YouTube a screenshot of one of the videos I watched where they listed out all the types of things that they consider work but some of the considerations of work include plowing hunting 
building, and even driving. Yes, driving. So doing Shabbat, you actually begin by spending time with your family, having a dinner, and then singing worship songs. And then during the day, you spend time with your community and you attend synagogue. Fun fact for all of my Christians out there, my study Bible actually explained that we attend church on Sundays because that is the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. So for all of y'all out there who are curious, that's why Christians go to church on Sundays and people in the Jewish religion go to church on Saturday mornings. The more you know, right? So we know what Sabbath is in the Jewish religion and how it's celebrated. Now, let's take a look into why it was established in the first place. So let's go back to when the Israelites were still in Egypt as slaves. So Pharaoh had the Israelites working every single day. And they also didn't own anything while they lived in the land of Egypt. Everything belonged to the Egyptians and, you know, their masters at the time. At one point in Exodus 5, 6 through 9, we see that Pharaoh had even gotten so hard on the Israelite slaves that he commanded the overseers to stop providing the supplies that they needed to build the bricks. So this is how the slaves worked for Pharaoh at the time. They built bricks for the Egyptian people. And so the overseers actually provided them with the supplies that they needed, which was straw. They provided them with the straw and they were told to build bricks. That's what they did on a daily basis. Now, Pharaoh, I don't know. Well, I do know, actually. Pharaoh got fed up. This was around the time that Moses, you know, was doing his thing with God and messing up everything, bringing the plagues. And he told the overseers to stop providing them the supplies, the straw. He told them, stop supplying the straw for them. They need to get their own straw and make the bricks. And I still want them to meet the same quota that they met when we were supplying the straw for them. So he made things even tougher on the Israelites during this time. And then a mess, y'all. So the people had this mindset that they had to work, 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 work for everything. Because like I mentioned, like the Israelites didn't really own anything in the Egyptian territory. They were just slaves of the Egyptians. So what happens? We all know that God releases the people from the Egyptians and they are free in the wilderness. But they still have the mindset of what they had in Egypt, which was work, 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 work. And God needed to transform the mindsets of the people to know that he will provide everything that they need. Now, his first display of this happens with the manna in Exodus 16. So the Israelite people, they woke up one morning and they see all this manna on the ground. And they were instructed to go and get just enough manna for their families. And every single morning, they will have manna out there and just always get just enough for your family. God was providing this for them. But however, they did receive instructions, specific instructions that on the sixth day to collect twice as much so they would have enough for the seventh day because on the seventh day, God wouldn't put manna on the ground because he didn't want the people to go out and collect the manna because that would be considered work. So this was God's first introduction to the people of what Sabbath was. And Exodus 16, 23 reads, he told them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil and set it aside. Everything left over to be kept until morning. 
So this was God's first display to the Israelites that they could trust him for whatever they needed. He showed them two things during this time. One, he showed them that he was a miraculous God. Like he created this brand new food and he dropped it from the sky and just laid it on the ground. And every single morning, it was enough for everybody every single day. And then two, he showed them that he will always provide for them. And there's no work involved in it. It's just out of my love for y'all. And then a couple chapters over in Exodus 20, that's when we see Sabbath actually being established as a commandment. God created commandments as standards and rules for the people to follow. Now, we have to remember, these people came out of Egypt. They were used to the practices and customs of the Egyptian people. And God needed to get that out of them completely. Let's think about foster parents. If you are a foster child, you know, when you enter into a new house, you have to get these rules and procedures for that particular house because everybody runs their households differently. And God needed them to know that in my house, in my family, this is how you are going to act accordingly. You know, they couldn't just act anyway. And so that's why he provided the people with commandments so they knew how to act and they knew what he expected from them. So Sabbath was established as a actual commandment. It was the fourth commandment. And he told them to keep this day holy. And if y'all don't know, holy means set apart. We did a whole series on the word holy and being set apart. So if you've missed that, definitely tune into that. But on that day, they were to do no work. This was a commandment. This is what was expected from God. For his people to do absolutely no work on the Sabbath. And so y'all out there who's saying, oh, that's easy. I can do that. I can sit here and I can do no work. Let's bring up a present day example. So say that you get paid based off the number of days that you work. So I know that there are some companies out there right now that you come to work, you get paid the same day. I think it's Burger King. I may be wrong, but I think there are some companies out there just trying to get work. So say you come to work, you get a paycheck that day. So what God is asking the Israelite people to do, he's telling them, don't go to work seven days. Only go to work six days. So on that seventh day, you're not going to get a physical paycheck from the company that you work for. I don't want you to get that check. I want you to rest. Now, God wasn't saying that you're going to miss that money. He just said, you're not going to get the paycheck from the company you work for. God will still provide the revenue that you missed from that company because you trusted in him. Now ask yourself, could you do this? If you were in this situation and you had the opportunity to get seven checks instead of six, would you get six checks and rest that seven day and trust that God will still provide you with the revenue that you needed? Or the revenue that you would have gotten if you had worked that seventh day? Could you do that? Could you trust God enough to do that? Ask yourself that. And this highlights the significance of resting truly just being a display of trust in God. There's additional examples that I have as well. So the Sabbath is established as a commandment. And the people, they start recognizing it. And then God actually takes it up a notch. Yeah. He introduces the Sabbath year, not day, year. So Exodus 23, 10 through 11 reads, Sow your land for six years and gather its produce. But during the seventh year, you are to let it rest 
and leave it uncultivated. So God is telling them to rest not one day, but a complete year from working their land. They were told not to plant, not to water, or weed for an entire year in their land. They were to trust that God would still cultivate that land for them, even though they weren't touching it. They were to trust that God would still produce crops, that there wouldn't be an overflow of weeds killing their crops. They were to trust God for an entire year with their land. Now, when I first read about the Sabbath years, it really dawned on me how much the Sabbath required faith. These people couldn't form for 365 days. So in my natural brain, I was like, but this is how the people make their money. This is how they provide for their families. What do you mean that they can't do anything for 365 days? What are they going to do, Lord? What are they going to do? And then it hit me. The land is not how they make their money. The land is not how they provide for their family. The land is not how they feed their family. God is. God provides the growth for the crops. God provides the land. God provides the money. God provides the family. God provides all that they needed. And he was asking them to do an entire Sabbath year so they could remember that God is the reason. During this Sabbath year, the people had to be completely dependent on God. And as a result, they will recognize that everything that they have is because of God. He will provide for them and then he will continue to provide. Sabbath requires faith. The question I want to ask is, is your faith on the level to take a Sabbath and trust that God will provide? No, I'm not saying that you need to take 365 days of rest off like the Sabbath year. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, Would you take time to stop the grind and hustle for just one day and trust that God would still provide the money that you would have made if you would have went out and grinded and hustled? Do you trust that he would make that money up for you? Do you trust him enough to rest? Or do you believe that everything that you have, everything that's been provided to you is because of the work that you've done? I work to get this. I work to get that. If I don't go to work there, then I can't get the milk that I need for my kids. Or I can't get the purse that I want. Or do you trust God to sit aside and spend time with your family? Spend time with your church community? Spend time in his word? Spend time worshiping him that day? And still get the purse that you want. Get the milk for your babies. Do you trust him enough and know that he provides for you? Resting is a display that you truly trust God and you know where your provision comes from. Rest is about trust and faith in God. And that's what I've realized during this study. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So many times we hone in on the last part of that verse that says, I will give you rest. But we brush past that first part where it says, come to me. That part right there, that's the faith part of that verse. Yes, 
God will provide you rest, but you have to come to him first and come to him. That is that faith. Faith is an action. In the famous Hebrews 11 chapter is actually named faith in action. If you look at the NIV translation of the Bible. But Hebrews 11 tells us about so many faith moves that were made by many different people in the prior chapters of the Bible. And all of those people display an action with their faith. Let's talk about Isaac and Abraham. God told him to sacrifice his son. He didn't say, okay. He said, okay, and moved. Let's talk about Noah. When God told him to build the ark, he didn't just say, okay. And then sit there and do this. He said, okay, and moved. He picked up his hammer. He picked up his wood. Faith is an action. It requires some kind of movement. Is your faith an action or is it a thought? I challenge you this week to show God that your faith is not just a thought. You're not just saying yes and not doing anything behind it. That you're saying yes and you're moving in whatever he's telling you to do. Now, I know y'all probably didn't think that this rest episode was going to get into faith. But y'all just think about it. These people, these Israelite people, they were completely dependent on God for an entire year to provide for them. If that's not a display of faith, I don't know what it is. And of course, we know that the Israelites people, they didn't do it. They skipped a couple years. They forgot about the Sabbath year. And we see what happened. That doesn't have to happen to us. If we just keep moving and show God that we trust in him, show God our action, rest in his presence, take our Sabbath day of rest, we'll see everything around us working together for its good. But we have to show God that we trust him. We can't just say, yes, I trust you, God. Yes, God, I'll take rest. Yes, God, I have faith in you. And then do the complete opposite. That's not how it works. God wants you to show him that you trust him enough. Do you trust him enough? So this week, we are going to give God the rest that he gave to us. He gave it to us. He showed us from the very beginning that rest is something that he wants us to do. So take your rest. You deserve it. It's yours. It's free. Because even if you miss that paycheck, he'll make up for that paycheck. Trust me. It's going to be done. Take your Sabbath and rest in what you know that God can and will do for you. So I pray that I open your eyes to the correlation between trust and rest. Next week, we'll finally get into the second portion of our main scripture, Psalm 46 and 10, where it talks about knowing I am God. We're going to get into that part. So definitely get y'all hearts and minds in agreement for next week. But before ending this episode, I do have two questions I want to ask you. What was your takeaway from this episode? And did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, please comment your answers down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, comment those down below in the Q&A section. I can't wait to read y'all's comments. Y'all know my goal for this podcast is for it to be an environment that's like a small group. And I want us to grow with each other and talk about different points and 
different meanings of things. So definitely, I want to communicate with y'all. So definitely comment down below and let me know what you learned from this episode or if you learned anything new. And then also, I never, ever want to end an episode without providing you all the opportunity to become reborn if you haven't been. Now, I do say reborn because in John 3 and 3, it says, Truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, right now is the best opportunity to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And we are so excited and happy to have you a part of the family. Congratulations. Now, the very next essential step that you need to make is to join a Bible teaching church. I always include my church's live stream link in the description box below where we go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then the next step after that is to purchase our Reborn workbook. That link is always in the description box below, but that workbook is going to be extremely helpful for anyone who is new to walking with Christ or anyone who just wants to rejuvenate their relationship with Christ. I definitely encourage you to purchase that. All right, so that's all that I have for you guys today. Everyone who's listening right now, I want to thank y'all so much. And for everyone who's watching the premiere, I see you. We see each other. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for spending time with little old me and your hectic, hectic day. I really appreciate it. And then for everybody that's watching the replay, I appreciate y'all so much. Comment down below hashtag replay so I can give you a special thank you. And if you're listening on any of my podcasting platforms, remember to leave us a review. It does help us go a long way in the podcasting community. And also, it helps me know who you are. Like, I love to talk to y'all. I love to see y'all comments, concerns, questions. I want this to be a community. So I want to see what y'all got to say, too. So definitely leave us a review. And then if you do have any prayer requests, please be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And we will always be in agreement for you. Our prayer line is always open. So do not hesitate to use that. And then do not forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. They are on the screen for you right now. And then share this video with five of your friends. And if you're listening on podcasts, share the episode with five of your friends. Y'all know we got to get this word out so people can enjoy their Sabbath and rest. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that like button. Be sure that you are subscribed and then hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time we upload. And then last but not least, remember, if you do have any high and low moments you want to submit, that you can submit those to us at our Instagram page, Facebook page, or our email account. 
We are always looking forward to seeing your high and low moments. So I am going to go ahead and get up out of here. I thank y'all so much for spending time with me and hearing this word that God gave to me. I pray that this video found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. In the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll see y'all next time. Bye.